guys, it is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, and we are back for another week of Junior Senior 2 views. Uh, let's get straight to it. Let's start with Championship Weekend now. We'll start with the AFC, Chiefs and Bengals. Um, Two teams I didn't think, well, at least I know one team wasn't supposed to be there, but we know that the Chiefs were there for a reason. I'm going to, so, um, I think this is going to be a game where the Chiefs have to be careful, because... If there's anything that's um, that's really uh, common about these playoffs is that a team that has nothing to lose and a team that's playing with house money is dangerous, especially over the last couple of years. If you look at a team like, remember Saxonville, with that amazing defense before mm-hmm. everything went wrong, yeah. they were playing with house money and went to the AFC Championship game against prime Tom Brady and the Patriots and almost won it. Mm-hmm. So they almost went to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and they were playing with house money. Yeah. So... I think the Chiefs need to be careful. I think they will get the win. I think their offense will be too much for um, the ba- the Bengals, especially when they're losing key pieces like Larry Ogunjobi on the defensive line. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that Kansas City is going to win this. I think the only way the Chiefs, I mean the Bengals, get close to making it a game is if they can you know, shrink the time that Patrick Mahomes is on the field. And offensively control things. And right now, as it stands, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times the other yeah, day. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any. And so I'm worried about the fact that that kind of pressure is going to be coming at him this week. I don't feel confident in the um in the the Bengal the Bengals D D line to really get because yeah. the the KC's offensive line is, is has gotten back to full form. Yeah. It wasn't what it was last playoffs. I, I think I think if it's if it's more than two touchdowns at the half, I think KC wins this. I think it's – I agree. I think there's too much offensive firepower and too much speed. And we know – And they're getting – and the um, a boost for the Chiefs, Tyro Matthews coming back right. on the D, on, on that defensive side of the ball. I, I just think that experience is something. And it's a championship game, and the Chiefs are like, been there, done that. And based on what happened last week, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. All right, NFC. This is going to be fun. Rams and Niners. Whoo boy. Um, uh, once again, the Rams, uh, like the Chiefs, the Rams have to be careful because the Niners are right and hot. But I think if there's going to be any team to stop the Niners here, it's going to be the Rams because their O line is excellent and they can, if they can contain uh, Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, I think any off uh, an offensive line like the Rams can do that. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say exactly what you're thinking as well. I think the Rams finally can exact some revenge mm-hmm. because this, this is sort of the grudge match from Week 18. And I believe that you know winning that game in Tampa the way they won it, and it shouldn't even come that far, but I think you know the Niners have to rely on Garoppolo more now than even last week. And I don't see that. I think it just comes down to which quarterback's going to make the most mistakes. And we know that Jimmy Garoppolo has it in him to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And that Matthew Stafford has shown that you give him a good team around him, he can make things happen. And also Trent Williams has sort of been hobbled. Right. Um, so whether he's at full strength will really dictate how, and this, and, ha- how much time Garoppolo has in the pocket. Right. And this comes down ultimately to McVay versus Shanahan, you know, Two wonderkin offensive guys. I think the Rams will exact revenge and win. It will be it will be a close game, but I think they'll win it by at least a touchdown. I'm gonna at I'm, least a touchdown. I'm, I'm gonna say they'll win it by 
I think I think this game will be a lot. Uh, I, it won't be a blowout, but I think it'll be two touchdowns. And this, to the I Rams. think I think the other thing to consider also is if it gets close, you also can rely on either field goal kicker has the ability to, to yeah. do it because they both had to do it last week. Yeah, they but both Ma- had to. Do yeah, it. but Matt Gay is not that great a field goal kicker compared well, to Robbie. It, well, compared did, to Robbie know, Gold, but he, he did it when he had to. In a, in a, compared in a to Robbie Gold, there's a reason why Tampa Bay got rid of Matt Gay. All right. Moving on, next thing to talk about is... NFL overtime rules. So, it was reported in Dead... Dead Skin. Dead Skin. Dead Skin. It was reported that, um, you know, there is seems to be some concerns. Uh, the Buffalo... You know, Buffalo's GM sort of you know, went bit, off. Bean. Bean went off and said, you know, they'll need to learn. And then there's something to consider having a, a sort of rethink around the, the overtime All right. rules. Um, I was a bit vocal about this last episode, but I've I've changed my mind since then. Going back I convinced to, you. I'm glad. Yeah, going back to the game. I'm glad I convinced go, you. Going back to... You didn't... Come on. Yeah, I did enough go, to convince going you. Back, going back to the game, um, I feel like um, if you, you needed to, to win it in 60 minutes. And if you can't win it in 60 minutes, there has to be some sort of risk. And the coin toss was that risk. Well, so. I kind of equate it to what's next. Is it going to be like soccer, where yeah. they don't they take a clock off and go, you do, you know unlimited, you just well, go so, play. Well, in football, um, they did they did have the golden goal right. goal rule before FIFA took it away. Right. And now they only have uh 120 minutes. Uh, uh um, they have thir- 30 minutes of extra time and then penalties. Okay. So you know if that's where we're going to now, like you know. The Bills had to, you know, KC got the ball. They score first. Then the Bills have to score first. And if that's the case, then we keep going. Till yeah. It just, to me, it's simple. If the Buffalo Bills won the toss, ideally, you'd expect them to march on the field and do what the Chiefs did. Yeah. Well, but, maybe not. But 13 seconds, thir- 13 seconds but, they but, gave Patrick Mahomes but too that, much. That's beside the point. They lost the toss. And they lost the game because Casey got the ball and didn't give it back to them and scored. That's it. It's only coming from the GM because it's GM of the Bills. Yeah. If the GM and also won, if the Bills won, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Also, also something that slipped under the rug when Kansas City lost in overtime against the Patriots in the 2019 AFC Championship game. They actually put forward a review of, of it to the NFL. Yeah. And guess who rejected it? The Buffalo Bills. Okay. So you know you can't have it both ways. That's all. I mean. look. You know, if it was anybody else, if the Bills had won, this wouldn't even be a, a debate, would it? No, because you no. won. You lost a toss, you lost a game. That's it. Moving on. But Kansas City would be probably crying about it. Yeah, of course. Okay. All right, Aaron's next move. <laughs> so that's yeah. the question. That's the, and I think there's something to consider here. Aaron's next move. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers now, you know, he's going to remain aloof, in my opinion, for the next <laughs> eight to ten months. Easy. It's gonna go on and on about you know what you know what could have been, what should have happened, um, you know who knows. I mean, I, 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 you know. Well, the only the it's only like, it's likely that he leaves, but well, where, the, where do you go? The only thing I've noticed is that um, recently the the Broncos have hired his OC Nathaniel Hackett right. as their head coach. So maybe as a ploy to get Rodgers. Yeah, maybe, but again, it depends on is that going to be enough? One person's going to convince him to go play somewhere else. And what does Denver have? Denver lost. They didn't have a good season. And there's more problems than just a quarterback position there. Yeah. So, you know, look, it's a lament. You've got teams out there that are, 
you know, you could even consider to be ready-made for Aaron Rodgers to go into, like a, like a New Orleans that doesn't have a great offense, but you need a quarterback and you have a solid defense. Is that enough to convince a trade? Because it, it come down to a trade. And believe me, if it's a trade, the Packers are going to want a lot. Yeah. A lot in return. So, I, I, don't, I mean, I think ultimately this speaks to, you know, this whole aura around Aaron Rodgers. You know, great regular season. I said it last week. Great regular season. Come playoffs, a 500 playoff quarterback. Yeah. And so, you know, the dirt sits with him for what happened last weekend. They only scored 10 points. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, but they have bigger problems. But on the I'd say anyway. it was the special teams that screwed them over this time around. Yeah, but they scored 10 points. Yeah. They, forget about what the 10 special teams did do. They didn't do a good job. But 10 points on the offense. And the defense was playing lights out. Yeah. Trying to hold things down. And they only mustered 10 points. That sits with Aaron Rodgers. All right. Speaking of the Saints. Not yet. Uh, and I, as, um, speaking of the Saints, Sean Payton is stepping away. Sean Payton is stepping away. He basically has said he wants time away and... I think this is a full-blown retirement, honestly. Full-blown retirement? I think this is it. The, he's not. If he's saying he's stepping away, I don't think he's coming back. Because he just seen... After this season, it was an exhausting season without, obviously, Drew Brees. No quarterback. They had, they James, had no quarterback. James, before he broke his James leg, he looked, look, James looked promising, but uh, broke his leg. But then you had Taysom leg. Hill and Then Taysom Hill, Trevor Who Simeon. Who knows? You had all these other A people. ton of injuries. Just on the, on offensive, the offensive side. side. Yep. And so he's an offensive coach. One of the you know winningest coaches during the regular season as far as percentage of, of wins. And, you know, won a Super Bowl for them. You know, was there since 06. That's a long time. Second to Bill Belichick. Yep. So I'm not saying the door shut on him yet. I'm actually thinking, and look, I used to say the door was never shut on Bill Cowher. But years and years and years, and, you know, away from the game, now you say, yeah, he's not coming back. But I, I think the door is open, and the one team I can see the door opening for him is the Dallas Cowboys, of course, because he was, a, he, he was yeah. with Parcells in Dallas as the offensive Well, that's a, that's a, that's if Jerry Jones were to do that, that's a desperation heave if I've ever well, seen it. Well, I don't think it's going to happen now. I mean, by all accounts, Sean Payton has not, you know, by all accounts, he won't be back, and he can do whatever he wants. He's still owed a couple years from the Saints anyway. He was on the contract for another two, three years. Yeah. So, you know, they have to obviously honor his contract, I suppose. But yeah. either way, he can sit in the booth. But whether he, he can ret- be a consultant, he doesn't have to do anything. Whether he retires or not, they probably won't have to pay a package um, if he retires. Well, the next question is, who's the next coach? By all accounts, it's supposed to be perhaps the, the defensive coordinator who's, yeah. who was the coach for the Raiders. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be that. I mean, they could be going outside somewhere else to find a different coach. Who knows? But we'll see what happens. Uh, new head coaches for the Colts and Broncos. Uh, we did mention that the Broncos got Nathaniel Hackett. Yep. But uh, did Frank Wright get fired? I don't... No, 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 no. Frank Wright didn't get caught fired. Frank Wright is still the coach, but a new defensive coordinator for the Bears, a new coach for the Bears, is the former defensive coordinator for the Colts. And who was okay. that? So I'm looking at it. I got I have to pronounce the name right. So I'm just drawing this up as we talk. So Matt Eberflus is a new head coach Jeez. in Chicago. 
So it looks like the Bears have decided that sounds, to that sounds like a change ran, gears. That, that sounds like a randomly generated coach in the CFL in well, Quebec City. He co- he was obviously the defensive coordinator with the Colts and is now the new coach, head coach of the Bears. No one's ever heard of him before. Yep. But he's a defensive but, guy. But, I mean, but it's confusing to me because why wouldn't you stay with offense? Because that's where the Bears' struggles are, not on the defensive side. I, I don't know. But, your but, but then again, they tried to go for an offensive genius in Matt Nagy. Well, it worked out for one season. One season, and then it all just fell apart. He turned into Pygmalion trying to find a kicker. Surprised by that because I've, no one's ever heard of him. So it's almost but, like... But coaches, no, no one ever heard of Sean McVay before he came from Washington. Eh. And he was the, the OC there. Yeah. So... They're going. They're going for uh, the trend in the NFL with coaches nowadays is to go for unproven commodities. Oh, first so, time coaches, but I mean, is that what Chicago needed a first time coach? It tells me perhaps that obviously the 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 the, the heat for Harbaugh has kind of died down. Yeah, because obviously, if the heat was still there and there was still interest. You mean to tell me, you know, Jim Harbaugh wouldn't get the job over this? Match? Well, this is what, what I, name is? this is what I've said. Harbaugh's not leaving college. He had his time in the NFL. He was very successful in the NFL, but the whole uh, power struggle with Balky really s- s- soured him on the NFL, and I don't blame him for not coming back. All right, moving on. Uh, Daniel Jones going forward. Now this should send ch- chills down the spine of any. Giants so the fan. new GM, the new GM for the Giants is Shown Bill Shown. Who? He's who? Who he's is the, that? Well, he's the new Bill GM. Bill Schoen. He's the new GM. So, sorry, Joe Schoen. Joe Schoen. Who was with the Bills, is now the new GM. So, there was talk about perhaps the Giants throwing out some lures for Deshaun Watson, but obviously there's no. too much no, no, outside no. stuff there. No, 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 But at this point, it's not a surprise to me. It shouldn't be a surprise to you. Yep. It shouldn't be a surprise to any Giant fan out there. That Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback like who they, going the next who, year. Who they have behind him? The giraffe and Mike Glennon? Oh, you don't want Jake, to see that again. Jake from State Farm? You don't want to see that again. So, he's got one more year left. And now they're going to have to try to figure out how to make things work with Daniel Jones. The offense is dreadful. They threw money at the offense. They did, but they but didn't they work did. out. They need to throw... They need to throw... They out. need a mo- they need to throw money at the line. The line is the problem. They need to throw out there. And now the Saquon, what the hell is he supposed to do? I, I don't he know. can't he can't do anything so behind this line. The Giants are way over cap. They can't afford to trade for a quarterback. That's the quarterback you have unless they somehow strike lightning in a bottle in the draft because they got Chicago's draft pick. Yeah, but it's not that, not that it's great. not that high. So unless the Giants draft. In the second round, another quarterback. Well, they need team, so. they need an offensive lineman and they need an edge rusher. It's as simple as that. They need a an offensive lineman and an edge rusher. So it's gonna be Matt Daniel Jones going forward. Yeah, that's what he said. The G, the GM had said this is what's gonna happen. You know, we're really well. In my opinion, we're not trading for defensive for Deshaun Watson. That's what the that's what John Mara said on Wednesday. After you know, there's too many reasons yeah. why we wouldn't do that. Of course. In addition, the allegations. So that's why they wouldn't go. Well, there. in my opinion, Daniel Jones, he's a decent NFL quarterback, but at least he's better than Haskins. That's just that, and that's what it is. Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, once again, the big story, once again, Barry Bonds is left out. That's again. it. Well, so that's it. And that's it for him and Roger Clemens. They're both gone. They both yep. have no opportunities to go get in. And so 
Again. But I guess suppose you look and, at... No, this is kind of weird to me because Big Poppy gets in. He was found to be using steroids. But I suppose this is the thing. He was, Even if he was found and got caught and got... You know, he did action, get caught. He got action sort of... You didn't hear about it again after that. You didn't hear about it again after that. That's my whole thing. Is I suppose it, it muddies the waters because it's a, a contentious issue. It's going... You look at the hall without these guys, without, you know, you know, don't tell me of all the players in the hall, there's no, you know, stuff that we don't know of about. Of course stuff we know there about. was. But, I mean, David, David Ortiz's numbers, you know, World Series MVP, ALCS MVP, seven, seven times Silver Slugger, Slugger, 10 times All-Star, 541 home runs, is it 17th all-time, 1768 RBIs, 23rd all-time. You know, the numbers speak for themselves. And it should be... You know, whoa, whoa, wouldn't Barry Bonds... Ba- Barry Bonds' numbers speak for themselves. Of course Pitt- it does. Pittsburgh Barry Bonds. Yes, the playoff failures. Yes, yes, yes. But Pittsburgh Barry Bonds would be in the Hall of Fame if he retired in Pittsburgh. That's how good his numbers were when he was a pirate. Here's the, <coughs> here's the thing. With these juiced-up players like Clemens and, and, um, and Bonds and Schilling and whatnot... They were playing against. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Their opponents were juiced up as well. Okay. So they were playing. Uh, we don't know obviously the whole scope of the steroid era because no one's going to admit to anything, no matter how much, uh, how many players are subpoenaed. But here's the thing: they were playing against guys who were juiced. Okay. So this is what Stephen A. Smith had to say. He's going to weigh in on this. Oh. But, so, I mean, he had something to say about it. So I'm just waiting to pull up the video. But And this is what he has to say. The Roger Clemens are not already in the Hall of Fame is an utter disgrace. Before they both ever got near an illegal substance, they were first ballot Hall of Famers. Roger Clemens, easily one of the greatest pitchers of all times. Barry Bonds, arguably the greatest player of all time. And we're debating if they're Hall of Famers Really? But, and I agree with him. I agree with him. Even before they touched anything, Barry Bonds himself in Pittsburgh was incredible. Before he got to San Fran and started juicing up, their opponents were juiced. It was a fair playing field in most senses because they were coming up against guys who were taking roids as well. Okay, so to put this to bed, it's understandable. I don't know... What it means for baseball? Should they be in a separate area well, of the whole? Well, it, well it's, these are the guys. It's, that, it's, hang on, are these the guys that are suspect, like Sammy Sosa and, and Rafael Palmero and, and all the other guys who've done PDs. Should they be sitting separately in the hall and say they like Barry Bonds broke Hank Aaron's record? But there's an asterisk here because, and I think it's likability. I honestly believe it. You know, David Ortiz is a likable guy. Yeah, but you know, I'm just saying. And maybe that's the case. Well, you can't. Like yeah, that. it's a dull. It's in my opinion, it's a it's a really de- double. Pete it's Rose a, bet on baseball. Yeah. Who knows when he started betting on baseball? Maybe yeah. he's a bet. Maybe he was betting baseball when he was playing baseball. It was a, it, it might, So is that the same thing? I think it is because yeah. somehow he made more money off that. I'm not yeah. saying. Look, either way, in my it's, opinion, it's a, there's a double standard involved, especially with the Baseball Writers Association. They have they have an agenda. You let's make let's make something very clear. They do have an agenda with who they pick to be in Cooperstown, and that's just how it is. Look, it can go, it, it's it's look. There's there's for and against. I'm I'm of the idea that, you know, you do these things if you're contrite, and you're honest, and say I have done it, 
and I got caught, you know, whatever. Neither, neither Clemens, not more especially Bonds, has ever come out and said publicly, I've done this, I feel bad about it. Because maybe that would be enough to people to go, you know what, they did it, they try to get an edge, but you can't deny the talent that's always been there. I don't know. Let's just move on. There's never going to be a perfect, there's no perfect answer for that. All right, Tampa Bay Rays need a new home, 100%. Montreal said, no, no, no. Good. They don't want you. All right, first of all, let me just say something. Um, With Tampa Bay, they're a good baseball team. Their their franchise is incredible. No matter they had a payroll of a hundred bucks. No matter no matter how bad um, or how cheap their executive avariciousness is, they are a fantastic franchise. Players they they have incredible development systems in the minor leagues. They just paid Wander Franco a good amount because he's about to revolutionize the game. Mm -hmm. But they need a new stadium. Tropicana Field is a dump. One of the worst stadiums. In the entire major leagues, oh, second to that only of Oco. Yeah. So, in, so they need to move, but it's not to another city. They cannot. Mo- Montreal, really? I think do you do you under? Yeah, I know the Habs. Space I know the Habsies, but if you thought Tropicana was bad, Olympic Stadium. Olympic Stadium is baseball nice. hell. That was bad for baseball when it opened. Yeah, and do you know what? Um, the fans in Montreal had to put up with with the Expos, an ownership group that blew up the team every chance it got. Baseball itself screwing over the team. 1994, the league almost contracting them. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot, that's after they were, were awarded Jeffrey Loria with the Marlins, yeah. after he ruined the Expos. Yeah. So Here's the thing. I don't blame Montreal from saying get the hell out of here. Yeah, no. Because, like, they the only way Montreal accepts baseball again is if the Expos come back full-time no, no, no. in I, a new stadium. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think fans I – look, I think fans got over it. It's been years now since Montreal packed up and went to Washington, became the senator, became the national star. So I think that, that, that ship has sailed. But here's my thing. Um – the ownership group of the Rays, the Rays seem to have just thrown their hands up, especially Stuart Sternberg. He, he's not as smart as he th- thinks he is. He's trying to triple dip in revenue sharing in Tampa and any other city that he can share with while adhering to the St. Petersburg lease. Because Tropicana is not in, in Tampa proper. No. It's in St. Petersburg, no. which is on the other side of a basin only with one bridge, the Howard Gandy Bridge, which takes around half an hour to get to on a good day. Yeah, so I just think it's a situation where the Rays are going to have to stay in that stadium until the lease expires. Move them and to... And then they're going to move to Vegas. There's move, one place that wants a baseball team or any other... No. Or any, hang on, or any other sports franchise. It's got to be it's Vegas. It's probably going to be the A's. A, the A's will probably move there. Because of other reasons with surrounding the city of Oakland and uh, Alameda County. All right, all right. But, but the Rays need to move to Tampa proper because the fans will embrace them because Tampa is a, spa- a passionate sports city. Okay, moving on. Uh, Rafael Nadal getting special treatment. Now, I'm not sure about what happened here, so, so you're going to have to enlighten me. So, Dennis Shapov, Shapov, Shapovlov. I don't know if I pronounce it. That's right. a tennis name if I've ever Shapovalov. heard it. Shapovalov. He's from Canada, and his last match against this is the match a couple few days prior, about a week and a half, week or so ago against Nadal. He's 14th in the world. 
And we know the Dallas much higher than that. He complained. He complained about the fact that he had several breaks during the match. Uh, he complained to the umpire about, you know, these, these breaks here and there and, and, and long periods of time where Nadal wasn't doing what he needed to do. And uh, this is what he had to say. Well, hold on. We're looking. We're getting a bit of a. Here we go. But I do. I do stand by my side. I think uh, it's unfair. Uh, you know how much Rafa is getting away with. I mean, I'm completely ready to play, and uh, the clock is ticking. Three, two, one. You know, it's clicking towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I think. Um, I don't think he's necessarily wrong that. Some of the best players get, get special treatment. But he's Rafael Nadal. But yeah. But he's on he's on pace to win his twenty first Grand Slam title. It, it, I mean, with Djokovic out of the way, yeah. between him and Medvedev, they're sort of the ones who are like to look at. Yeah. It's Rafael Nadal when this guy. And he's already in the final. Right when when Denis Shabalov decides becomes better. And moves up the ranks. I'm sure some people are going to turn around and say to him, "Hey, you're taking too long." And I know that there's specific breaks. And I don't know the whole rules about tennis. I know that I looked it up, going how many breaks happen in a tennis match. So I just looked at it. I'm still looking. <laughs> so tennis rules breaks. So toilet breaks are limited to three minutes. Players will also be allowed two minutes to change their clothing. Players will also be limited to one toilet break per match. And they will be permitted at the end of a set. So there's a lot of these breaks that happen. But I'm sure they're trying to tighten it up to keep players going, to keep momentum. And some players do that as a means to throw other players off. I mean, if if I'm losing in sets and I need to take a toilet break and I know that I'm facing, you know, a trouble here and I can throw off my opponent's momentum, I'll just go have a pee right now while this person waits. So, again, tennis is one of those things that's very... Up in the air. And I know they're trying to tighten the rules around this. But, I mean, until this guy moves up, it's Rafael Nadal. I don't even think it's worth even continuing the argument about this. He's saying, you know, it was unfair. You lost the game because you're not as good as he is. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. All right. Lakers could improve with John Wall. (laughs) You're just, oh, my God. Don't make me laugh. John Wall. John Wall's not doing anything. John Wall, I'd love to be John Wall. Wouldn't you love to be a fly he's, on the he's wall? He's getting paid oh, not to play. Man, I would just wouldn't that be great? You're just sitting there in the stands, wearing your mask. You're you're watching the Houston Rockets, not being the great team that they are, and you're just kind of collecting your money, and you're told just to stay off. This was something that was thrown out there because obviously the trading is still happening. I don't know when the deadline's finished, but it may be coming to an end soon. The deadline's around um, uh, February third. Okay, so. Yeah. You know, there might be a last move that the Lakers can make. I don't know what that means because Russell Westbrook would go back to Houston where he played and is going to be all alone and get the no, ball to himself. I'd say the Lakers can't really make him. You can plug a player in here or, here or there, but I think the Lakers' um, flaws go much deeper than a, than, than a, a how get, about getting Davis? one player. My whole thing is how about Anthony Davis playing the rest of the season yeah. healthy? Yeah. Because that's the that's your biggest here's, issue. Here's and another thing: they wanted Jeremy Grant, but Jeremy Grant doesn't want to be a tertiary player behind um, LeBron and AD. No, he doesn't want that. Oh well, look, I, I just think that's not the, the trade for a trade. It, for John it's Wall. ridiculous. I mean, for John Wall, 
who's going to take that massive contract anyway? I mean, obviously the, Ad- the Rockets will have to go. Well, we'll take some of it, but then the team that gets him will have to take some of it as well. I mean, it's not worth it. So I mean, John Wall can just sit back and continue I mean, to sit and make thirty-seven lemonade. million dollars. He can do it in his sleep. So I don't. I mean, to me, that's not even worth an issue to go on with around that. So moving on. Grayson Allen. He's oh a my thug. God. He's a thug. He's a Duke thug, privilege, wannabe basketball player who's playing on a team that he shouldn't be playing on. He should be playing for New Orleans and just staying in the base. Yeah. He's a thug. He's a thug. You should be more so this is a, this, that's your boy right there. I know. I, I know I should be. But this is Grayson's M.O. I'm, I, I've been aware of Grayson Allen since college since his All Duke, sorts of little punky since, things. Since his Duke days. And oh uh, I, I've seen a lot of comparisons around him thrown to J.J. Redick. But J.J. Redick never did any of that yeah, physical no. stuff. College J.J. Redick was just cocky. Right. He was just cocky. But it's Duke. There's something about Duke, you know. I just, I'm from the 90s with Duke, you know. Duke with Christian Leitner. And oh, my God. <laughs> really and great. Wojo. And Wojo. Right. But Grant Hill was the only Oh, he was a punk, too. But Grant Hill was the only player I liked. I didn't like Leitner and, and Bobby No, Hurley. Uh, and Leitner. Remember, remember the little um, neckbeard stroke yeah, to yeah, the whatever. crowd? Yeah, yeah, Cherokee Parks. And all. You know, it's Duke. But, I mean, he's just... He got a suspension. And I don't... I mean, and, and the look on his face is sort of like he was just you know, taking it in stride. You know, you didn't see him going over to Caruso. And so, so, I mean, it's it's justified, but is that going to teach him? I don't know. Because no. he's on his third team now. No. Right? He started with Utah, went to Memphis, and now he's on a, 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 a good team. And you wonder if, the you know, someone from the Bucks, like, a, you know, like Adekupo or Milton pulls him aside and say, you know, get your act together because you can't be doing that. So, I don't, I don't know. Well, he was doing pretty well. Before this, he was he can't he, help himself, but he can't he can't do it. This is like it's like the scorpion who wants to sting. It's like it's in his nature yeah. to be a dirty player. He 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 just can't do it. He's talented. He's talented on the court. He can do a lot of the things that um, a tertiary guard can do, and okay. a championship team would love to have. Which what is why the Bucks picked him up. But he can't help himself. Right, he can't on. do it. Bigger loss, the Celtics, the Sacramento Kings losing the Celtics, or the Wizards blowing a Wizards, point lead? Wizards, 100%. <laughs> you guys choked <laughs> against the Clippers? <laughs> the, the biggest chokers in the NBA? 35-point wow. lead? Wow. Like, wow. Um, think back. To earlier in the season, Wizards were the number one seed in the well, East. They were ten, with, well, they were ten and three at one point. Yeah, so you started. With, we started with thinking, a great little roster. But then, but then everything exploded. has come crashing down. They've actually gone. 13, and, I think thirteen and under five hundred. And, and it then. comes to um, the inevitable thing. I think they should do is just blow it to pieces. Blow it to pieces. Trade Bradley Beal. Trade all of the little pieces you got. Get him away. Blow it up. Because it's done. This was the nail in the coffin. Mm. Like, last year they tried the little Beal-Westbrook thing. Didn't work. Yeah. They've tried the wall, the wall Beal thing. Hasn't worked. Are you telling me this core is going to get it done? Blow it up. 
Get rid of everybody. Yeah. Keep the only person you should spare is Denny Avdia when he comes. When is Denny Avdia? Okay, that's so, it. So yeah, I will definitely say it's the it's the it's the Wizards losing. I mean, the the Kings losing to the Celtics. Well, it's the Kings, news. and the Kings losing by that much. That's just another of the many failures of this franchise. So them losing by fifty three points is like no big deal. Well, it's the Kings. It's the Kings. What do you expect? So. I mean, the Wizards, it's a hugely... Blow it to pieces! Loss. Blow it up! If I, I'm I, a, I don't if, think they're going to blow it up now. If I'm a Wizards fan, I'm absolutely irate at this franchise. Though, what's their best finish? Well, their best finish with the, the Wall and Beal um, tandem was the second round. Was the, se- was the second round, and you lost in seven to the Celtics. And you, you put up a decent fight, but IT, IT was incredible. But you should just blow it up, cause this ain't working. Something isn't working. You need to blow it up. And I'm not sure. Uh, you 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 fired Scott Brooks at the end of last uh, when at the end of your pre- playoff run, so to speak, last season. But are you telling me this team that you've assembled is gonna get it done? No, blow it up. All right, get it out. All right. Um, some NHL. Finally, <laughs> finally. So. Can the real New York Rangers please stand up? The Rangers' record suggests they should be a Stanley Cup contender with great pieces such as Adam Fox, Chris Kreider, Igor Shishorkin, and Artemi Panarin, but analytics suggest overperformance and a hard fall to come. And this is coming from a Rangers fan, and I've loved to see them this this year. Igor Shishorkin has been absolutely incredible. He's had a 0.920 save percentage, which is this is his breakout year. And Adam Fox has been a great pickup, but I'm, uh, the analytics don't look good. So this is as of the 24th of January. The, some concerning stats. Um, higher danger sc- scoring chances against. So this is an anal- analytics where in the slot area, which um, counts chances in the slot area and of rebounds. Um, they have had 315 of those given up um, compared to a league average of 260. Um, of those 315, 39 of them have led to goals. Corsi against even strength. So this includes shots, blocks, and misses. 1,999 compared to a league average of 1722. Actual goals against even strength, 77 compared to a league average of 79. And scoring. I think the listeners are falling asleep too. But, and too also, many numbers. Also, they've given up. Sorry, I just fall asleep. It's too much. And also, they've given up 982 scoring chances compared to a league average of eight, 857. Okay. Analytics aside, Ranger fans should be happy. It's not gonna be easy because it's the it's it's the it's the metropolitan division. You got teams out there that are gonna be and the Penguins hard. are still around. The Penguins are still around somehow. And the Capitals are still. Around. There are teams out there that the Rangers are gonna have a, a hard time with. Now I know that there's there's some room for optimism there for Ranger fans. I don't think 1994. Mark Messier is not showing up. He's not showing up there. He's not showing into arena. So he's not gonna be the captain leading this team out. It's not 1994. Um, you know the Rangers have a way to go. And there are some positive. There are are some positive stats. Their power play on both sides has been incredible, especially their penalty kill, which has killed about 84.3 percent of um, their pa- penalty kill chances. 
All right. That's, that's it, it for this week. A long, long episode this time. On Monday, we'll have the results of the championship games. We'll be able to and sort of we will, profile we, the Super Bowl from yep, there. Yep, and we it'll be interesting to see who is there and who isn't there and who shows up, who doesn't. And if you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this every Friday, Australian Eastern Standard Time, and every Monday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Look out for more sound bites, and we will see you next time. Bye.